everyone. Welcome to the first Capes and Japes of 2022. Uh, which, oh my god, that means that we've just passed our four-year anniversary, officially? Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely wild. We've, we've done it. Welcome to the fifth year of Capes and Japes. That uh, is uh, so much time. It so Incredible. much time. So much podcast. Uh, I hope that everyone had a restful, pleasant new year. If you're listening to this when it comes out, I, I always say this and I always say, I hope you had a nice new year regardless of when you're listening to this. Whatever your most recent new year was, I hope it was nice. <laughs> um, and here we are in 2022, ready to rumble, talk about comic books. Which which comics books today, Olivia? Well, today, <laughs> today we're doing Sandman again, but the other one. <laughs> It's because I thought it would be very funny, and Olivia did agree with me. So <laughs> it is very, it is, it is very funny. This one's the Marvel villain. He fights Spider-Man. Yeah, this one is the Marvel villain. No relation to the DC Sandman. Honestly, the DC Sandman isn't even called Sandman very much. He's just in a comic book. Named Sandman. He mostly goes by other things. But this guy is definitely for sure Sandman. So <laughs> He he is a man of sand. He he is a literal sand man. Among uh among other things. <laughs> First and foremost, a man of sand. Uh so... Mr. Sandman. Man me a sand. <laughs> <laughs> that bit will come back in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> in case in case you you were worried that we were done with the Mr. Sandman bit, it's made its return. So, Sandman, citizen name Flint Marco, somewhat recently I think retconned to be that Flint Marco is an alias and his real given name is William Baker. Um, Flint Marco is a much cooler name, so I, I, I mean, he made the right choice in that sense. <laughs> um, but he was introduced in 1963 in the fourth issue of Spider-Man, uh, written by Stan Lee and drawn by Steve Ditko. So he he's he's one of the the OG Spider-Man villains. He's he's been annoying Spider-Man for a very long time. Um good for him. Good for him. Yeah. In uh bullying a team. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's been bullying him since he was a teen and now he's not a teen anymore, so it's fine. Uh. Um some would argue that that makes it not fine. Okay. Well, I mean... Spider-Man for one. Spider-Man for one. Also, in, in Flint's defense, <laughs> he has bullied Spider-Man less and less as time has gone by. Um, but we'll get to that. 
In his very first appearance, he is uh, defeated by Spider-Man sucking him into a vacuum cleaner. Perfect. <laughs> and then giving the vacuum cleaner to the police. So, not a, not a great start. <laughs> no, I... I do feel like at that point, if a teen has sucked you into a vacuum cleaner, you are allowed to bully them. <laughs> He's like, all right, I wasn't actually going to be one of Spider-Man's nemeses, but now I have to. I have to bully this teen. <laughs> he bullied me so badly. Um, A lot of his backstory um, has been added in in more recent years as he's become more sympathetic and also the, it's it's a more recent comic book phenomenon that every character has to have a backstory or else will perish um <laughs> but it's good for us because it gives us more to talk about on our podcast i guess but uh so when he was still known as uh William Baker his uh father was a petty criminal named uh Floyd Baker who left him and his mom uh when Flint was very young and eventually ended up on uh in prison on Rikers Island at some unknown point in time because he wasn't in contact with his son um <laughs> and there's like a, it has to throw in that like oh he used to go to the the beach on coney island with his mother and build sand sculptures because god forbid <laughs> there not be some sort of thematic connection <laughs> to his superpower his eventual superpower that he Gets through unrelated reasons. Um, what if in his, like, his mother used to drag him to the beach and he always hated it. He hated it. The sand was rough and coarse and it got everywhere. <laughs> um, he, uh, was, he was bullied in school, uh, eventually managed to, uh, befriend some of his bullies and, uh, they all, he joined the football team with them. He started um, using Flint as, like, an alias slash nickname based on, like, a, uh, like a, a teacher he had who encouraged him um, and who he had, like, kind of a crush on named Miss Flint. But he... Uh, so he starts using that as, like, a nickname. Um, his life starts to go a little bit off the rails uh, when his friend, the former bully, gets in trouble with the mob and um, asks Flint to, uh, like, throw a football game that he's in. Because his friend is going to bet on the game to get the money back. Um, I suppose that's something you could do. That never goes wrong, ever. It's never gone wrong for anybody. Not in comic books or in real life. <laughs> um, 
the coach finds out what he did. He gets kicked off the team. Um, his coach, like, in addition to kicking him off the team, gives him this, like, angry speech about how disappointed he is in him and how he'll never amount to anything. Um, and how he'll never make a mark on the world, which is where he gets Marco from to use as his fake last name. Um, which this to me is a little bit like the part in the Han Solo movie where they have somebody say like, like, oh, they call him like Solo because he's traveling alone. And it's like, he, he doesn't need somebody to say the word Solo to him. To come up with the name Han Solo. He could have just made it up. It just sounds cool. It just sounds cool. It's a cool name. And Flint Marco is a cool sounding name. And he could have just made it up. Not everything has to be something else. No, see, what happened was he took one of those, like, online quizzes where it's like, what's your villain name? Your first name is the teacher that you had a crush on as an elementary schooler. And your last name is the most devastating insult somebody gave you with an <laughs> O at the end. Hi, everyone, post your supervillain names in the Discord when you listen to this. Um, God. Um, so he uh, gets expelled from school. He turns to crime. Ends up, uh, he is arrested at one point and, um, sent to Rikers Island where he meets his father and, like, actually uses this alias for the first time so that his dad doesn't know who he is. He escapes prison, ends up, uh, running away to a nuclear test site where he, uh... Comes into contact with radioactive sand, which... I don't know how uh, these people in Marvel keep getting onto these radioactive test sites. Like, you, you would think after the first time this happened, they would start locking them down much more carefully. But no. Um, he, like, molecularly bonds with this radioactive sand. Uh, and... It turns it turns him in it turns him into a sandman. Um You know what's funny about that? Yes. Uh I was watching one of the old I think like 60s Spider-Man maybe? I cannot oh, that's remember. Fun. It was on in the background, like and I just remember that one of the episodes had a plot line where Sandman was trying specifically to get to some radioactive sand so that he would <laughs> then be radioactive and Spider-Man couldn't stop him. <laughs> Peter's like, aren't you already radioactive? He's like, I'm gonna get more radioactive. It wasn't enough. <laughs> Look out, Spider-Man. Um, so, with his sand abilities, um, his body is sand, but he is able to make it look like he's a normal human man, um, 
His clothes canonically are also sand that looks like clothes. <laughs> um, which I think the funniest thing about that is that it tells you a lot about the, the kind of man that he is, where he could just, like, control the sand on his body to look like anything. And he's like, I want, I'm gonna wear a green striped shirt and cockies. All the time. <laughs> All the time, 24-7. It's like, okay, buddy, sure, hey. you know, you do you. You know, it's, it's, it's easy. It's a nice little easy thing to put together. Yep, just straightforward, no fuss. Uh, with his sand abilities, he can obviously, uh, like, absorb or avoid most impacts. You try to punch him and it's just, fist just goes right through the sand. Uh, he can, like, shapeshift his, he, a lot of the times he, like, turns his, his fists into, like, sledgehammers or, like, maces or, uh, other similar bludgeoning weapons, uh, and he can, uh, incorporate, like, sand or rock around him into his form and use it to become much bigger or use it to turn into, like, a sentient sandstorm or, like, tornado or something like that he also uh at some point they uh include that he can turn into glass but i think he like there needs to be the actual heat to like cause that physical reaction you heat this man up to about 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Yes. Just... And, and just turn him into a decorative vase. Yeah. Just put this man in the kiln for fun. Uh, so he, with these new sand abilities, um, he uses them to uh, commit more and better crimes, which is how he encounters Spider-Man for the very first time. Um, and, you know, gets sucked into the vacuum cleaner, <laughs> unfortunately for him. He, uh, escapes prison, um, which is not hard. I mean, obviously, he's, he's sand. <laughs> he's sand. I, like, I don't know what, like, they just put him in, like, a normal jail cell and I don't know why, because he was he was sand in a vacuum cleaner, and Spider-Man gave them the vacuum cleaner and went, this guy is sand. They were like, okay, we'll just put him in a jail cell. <laughs> just, you know, we don't have, we, we don't know what we're doing with people, even. We don't know what to do with <laughs> sand. We don't know how to, how to deal with this. Um, he, uh... After he escapes, he, um, fights Spider-Man a few more times. He's, um, a member of the original incarnation of the Sinister Six, which is a, uh, recurring group of Spider-Man villains. He also, um, encounters the Human Torch, uh, a couple of times, 
Um, turns to glass. <laughs> yeah, the the human torch turns him to glass. Well, the first time, um, and Johnny's like, "Is this ethical? Did I kill him? <laughs> Did I kill him?" It's like, no, he's he's still he's still there. He's just glass now. It's like, oh, oh okay. Um, this still doesn't feel ethical. <laughs> the um the first time um Johnny actually uh defeats him by uh turning on a sprinkler system which mud man yeah which which we- weakens he has a weakness to water cuz the sand gets all wet but it feels like it's kind of like dependent on the situation like how severe of a weakness it is like if he's incapacitated or just sort of annoyed um i mean to be fair i would also have a weakness to be all wet i would also be very annoyed yeah <laughs> you know in in a lot of ways most people have a weakness to being uh very wet when they don't want to be like that's just rude don't turn the sprinklers on me that's cold it's it's rude I don't like it. I gotta go home and dry off now. Take a warm shower. <laughs> um, he, after, um, he's part of the, the Sinister Six for a little bit, he actually, um, joins up with some other supervillains to, um, form the Frightful Four, who are, uh, Fantastic Four enemies. Um, I never would have other, guessed. <laughs> I know. The other people in the group are the wizard, um, Medusa, uh, the inhuman, the singular inhuman. I, is, um, is he an inhuman or does he just call himself the inhuman? No, no, no. M- Medusa, the inhuman Medusa. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were naming another Oh, no, 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 I no. thought it was Sorry. Medusa, comma, the Inhuman, comma. I, I understand <laughs> the confusion. Yes, Medusa, um, you know, the Inhuman Medusa, long hair. Yes, um, who I think, like, had, like, amnesia or something at this point, and a guy named Pastepot Pete. <laughs> okay. Um, who, uh... He, like, shoots, like, a bunch of, like, glue-based weapons. Um, he at some point changes his name to the Trapster, and it's written in later that the reason he changed his name from Paste Pot Pete is because Spider-Man kept laughing at his name. <laughs> um, to be fair, which is terrible name. Terrible name. Spider-Man did him a favor. The Trapster, also not the best, but not the worst. A good middle-of-the-road villain name. It's fine. Uh, so this is, um, the first incarnation of the Frightful Four. There have been a a few others throughout the, uh, throughout the years. Um, he... Stays with them for a little bit. He, um, fights the Hulk 
at one point, everybody's got to fight the Hulk at some point. Um, oh no, does that mean I have to fight the Hulk at some point? I, yes, I, I regret to inform you, you and I both must take our, our turn fighting the Hulk, eventually. Don't know <sighs> when, but eventually. Maybe I can just fight him, like, at Mario Kart. Yeah, no, it it, it doesn't have to be a, a physical battle. Um, That's good, because I would die. <laughs> Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight the Hulk in checkers. I was just thinking I'm gonna play checkers against the Hulk. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) you and me, same hat. Because at first Uh, I was like chess, and then I was like I'm not very good at chess. Then I was like I can play checkers. (laughs) I'm also not good at chess. (laughs) Um. He uh, has cancer for a little bit, but he gets better. Oh, because of the radioactive much... sand? Because of, of the radioactivity that's just coursing through his body. Um, Which is made of sand. How does sand... I don't know how that would work. How does sand become radioactive? No, how does sand become cancer? Oh, hey, you know what? Great question. He has no cells. It's all sand. It's sand. Does the sand His mutate? Sand. <laughs> I I wish I wish I had the answers for this, but I don't know if the people writing it had the answers for it. Anakin Skywalker, this sand is malignant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He uh at one point um accidentally merges with Hydro-Man, another Spider-Man villain who is obviously is made of water and they become just like a mud man for a little bit, but mud they, man. um... There's no need to feel down, I said, mud man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peter sings that to them to try and make them feel better about <laughs> how they're stuck together. You are two guys. Mud man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Oh my gosh. Um they um so they eventually uh managed to separate, but the time he spent with his, you know, his his life of crime having led him to accidentally become a mud man, leads Flint to kind of think about his life and his choices. Um, in the first issue of Marvel Team Up in 1972, which, um, despite being called Marvel Team Up, was pretty much exclusively about Spider-Man teaming up with other superheroes. But uh the first issue, which was uh written by Roy Thomas, featured Peter uh and the Human Torch fighting Sandman. Um and eventually, like after the fight, he talks to the thing and the thing's like, hey, listen, I can tell You've got some stuff going on internally. Uh, so maybe you should kind of 
rethink your life <laughs> and where you're at. Um, I got nothing going on internally. Don't you know I'm made of sand? I'm just sand. The internal is the external. It's all sand. <laughs> um, and then, uh, in Marvel 2 and 1, ten years later, there was sort of, like, a follow-up to this. So Marvel 2 and 1 was a similar concept, but it was, uh, the Thing teaming up with different superheroes. So, like... I don't know why they didn't just call it, like, The Thing Team-Up, when one of the two in one would always be The Thing. Thing-Up. Yeah. But, uh, that featured, like, a follow-up to the the kind of original, like, uh, Marvel Team-Up story, where he goes with The Thing, um, to a sports game, and they just, like, talk. They just hang out. Um, so it's like in the like the ten years uh between the two stories, it mostly he was just kind of back to being a regular like villain. But it was those two and like kind of the relative popularity of them that eventually led to Flint being written as, uh, more of a sympathetic character. Um, he, uh, helps out Spider-Man fighting the, uh, the Sinister Syndicate and, uh, Silver Sable, uh, who's a mercenary, who actually we should also talk about. I'm going to write her down in the chat. <laughs> um... Silver Sable, uh, who's also helping out Spider-Man, is impressed with him and invites him to join her mercenary, uh, group, the Wild Pack. It's a cool, fun name for your mercenary group. Um, he, uh, Doc Ock also tries to get him to, like, rejoin the Sinister Six again, and when he refuses... Doc Ock turns him into glass, but Spider-Man rescues him. Um, but he's in the wild pack. He's, um, a part of the Outlaws, which is, like, a similar team. This just, like, all, like, former Spider-Man enemies, um, who help out Spider-Man now. I'm glad that they have a support group. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's really, it's really important to have people to talk to. Uh, he receives, like, a presidential pardon and, like, becomes a reserve member of the Avengers, which is very, like, I don't know, like, I'm a little bit surprised that, like, helping out Spider-Man is enough to get you a presidential pardon, but, like, hell yeah, you know, good for him. Peter put in a really good word. <laughs> yeah, he's like, listen. This guy has, has, he, he has been through it. I still feel bad about putting him in a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it was way too harsh and I realize that now. I was just a stupid teen doing my best. <laughs> um, is briefly, like, written as, um, going back to being full evil 
and then people get upset about it, so Marvel um retcons it to be like, oh no, that didn't the uh the wizard actually kidnapped him and brainwashed him into being evil. So it's fine. Don't be mad. He's fine. I'm glad they didn't go for the uh scroll angle that they usually do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's good to have at least one version of the situation where it's not he was a scroll and the scroll could also turn into sand. Hey, they're shapeshifters. They're shapeshifters, and they can shape shift the shape into sand. The scroll just sees the Sandman, they're like, hey, why don't we just do that all the time? That sounds sick. Let's all just be sand. <laughs> just vibe on a beach. Yeah. Why not? And then they remember crabs and they're like, ah, terrified of crabs. <laughs> Never mind, maybe it's a bad idea. This poor man is made of sand. How many herpes crabs <laughs> do you think crawl up in there? And he's like, no. Get get out. This is my body. Um, He um seemingly dies when uh Venom is able to bite him good enough to actually, like, remove a chunk of sand from his body. Um, he um has, like, sort of, like, a... a a tragic goodbye with with Spider-Man. And then his sand ends up on a beach, just sort of scattered across the beach. And it then was, it like... They didn't even need to scatter ashes. They just took a handful of sand. Yep. Um, and It's then what he would have he... wanted. Tosses sand onto the beach. Yeah. Goodbye, Flint. Um, it's like he, so the sand gets scattered all over the place and then it forms, it like separates itself into sand that represents like the good and evil parts of his personality. Oh. And like Peter has to like find the good sand pile and the evil sand pile and like convince them to like reunite. <laughs> um... He, uh, eventually, um, comes back to life, regains his, you know, human form, um, in, like, the late 2000s, early 2010s, they introduce, um, the, uh, the fact that he has a daughter, and she goes missing, Spider-Man is investigating it, not knowing, like, what the deal is, just that there is a missing girl. Um, Fair. <laughs> and uh, he eventually finds her with Sandman, um, who's like, this is my daughter. Uh, her mom just got murdered. I'm protecting her. Um, and uh, Peter's like, well, you can't kidnap children even if they're yours you know most uh, kidnapping cases are by a parent <laughs> peter turns directly to the camera and goes <laughs> like fun fact <laughs> he gives like the actual statistic um peter ends up um taking the girl back thinking that she would be like go to live with her grandmother but instead she's 
put into foster care, which he and presumably the Sandman are like kind of upset about. Uh, Peter's like, no, no, it's fine. She'll go live with her grandma. It'll be great. And then Peter like gets the news like, yeah, so we placed her in foster care. And it's like, oh, no. Oh, he's I, just doing the like grimacing emoji. <laughs> I should have left her with Flint. I should have left her with Flint. Oh, oh sorry. I'd be happy. I, I, I know you guys were counting on me to find this missing girl, but can't can't, can't do it. I, I, I don't know where she is. Can't, can't uh, find her. Can't find her anywhere. I used all my spider senses. Dang. Dang. She must be really far away. <laughs> um, so after this, so for like the last 10 years or so, a lot of the time, uh, a lot of Flint's appearances and choices are like motivated by him wanting to see his daughter again. So he, uh, like, goes, uh, goes back to Doc Ock. They reform the Sinister Six. He, like, joins up with him, um, under the assumption that Doc Ock can help him, um, reunite with his daughter. Her name's Kemia. Um, he isn't necessarily happy with a lot of Doc Ock's choices or methods. Um, is anybody at one really? Is, has anyone ever been happy with Doc Ock's choices? Me, I support him. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, at one point, Doc Ock wants to blow up New York, and Salmon's like, no. My daughter is in New York, first of all. Um, it's, and like, then, uh, it's like the villains that are like, I'm going to destroy the world. And it's like, why? We live here. We live here. We need it. Um, also, like, Doc Ock attacks the wizard uh, while, like, like they were, like, Sandman was just having, like, a conversation with him. He's like, dude, stop. Um... He, uh, like, he continues mostly going along with Doc Ock's plans, like, under the assumption that, like, he, you know, the money and power that they would get from it would be enough for him to be able to see his daughter again. Uh, eventually he gets, like, captured by Peter and Silver Sable, um, who interrogate him about what Doc Ock is doing. And, uh, he, as, as all this is going on, the thing that Doc Ock is doing is leading up to him switching bodies with Peter and becoming Spider-Man. Um, and, like, while Doc Ock is Spider-Man, he, like, kidnaps a bunch of, like, former Spider-Man villains, including the Sandman, and, like, mind controls them to do, like, heroic things so people will be impressed with Spider-Man. It, it re- I love Otto. Otto. I love him. I support him. <laughs> Otto, we gotta talk um, about your choices. But also, hey, Flint, what made- what part of this plan felt like it was gonna work for you? <laughs> Like, you were able to get 
a presidential pardon, you were able to get onto the Avengers. Did Doc Ock help you with any of that? No. If you want to see yeah. your daughter that bad, go to what's been working for you, which has been <laughs> working with Spider-Man. Honestly, buddy, I I know you've got it in you. You know, you can do it. Probably your daughter would be much happier to see you if you weren't, like, a wanted criminal trying to take over the world. Like, um, she'd probably be jazzed to see that her dad is Spider-Man's friend, the Sandman. Yeah. Um, also, I'm assuming he had this daughter pre-sand- Pre-sandification? Uh, I believe so. Because I don't know how it would how it would work post-sand. All he is yeah, is sand. I don't, I don't know either. I don't really want to think about it, so I'm going to assume it was pre-sand. Also, the other thing is, like, Otto is, like, a known liar and probably is not going to follow through on his promises. And you would have a much better chance if you just help Spider-Man. Because if Spider-Man said, I'm going to help you see your daughter again, he would actually try and do it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go where the honor is. <laughs> <laughs> so important. But, uh... Since then, he's, um, he's been a little back and forth. Um, he's done, been in some, like, villain team-ups, but he's also, like, tried to, to redeem himself. Um, pretty recently, he, um, like, his body started to, like, break down, and, uh... I mean, it ha it comes for us all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really, really does. Um, and, like, Peter, like, takes him to the beach where he used to go as a child and, like, stays with him while he's seemingly dying, which makes me very sad. <laughs> um, Just you, me, and this wall you've built between us. <laughs> okay, I was... I realized that I was thinking about the Adventure Zone, John Hunger, but uh. that's the way funnier reference. <laughs> <laughs> What's the time that Squidward thought that he gave SpongeBob a pie that was a bomb? Yeah, you know the classic, the classic <laughs> bit. Um, and then Squidward takes him around all day out of guilt because he thinks that he killed him. <laughs> Oh, the boy cries you a sweater of tears, <laughs> and you kill him. <laughs> Truly iconic. <sighs> um, however, Flint doesn't die. Um, he turns into a sand baby, and now Spider-Man has to raise him as his own. No, but that would be amazing. <laughs> um, he, like... He, it's, it's like potatoes. He turns into the sand and then, like, Peter, like, hears something and there's, like, a shift in the sand and he starts digging in there and he comes up with a little sand baby. <laughs> um, he doesn't become a sand baby. He becomes, um, more of a, a literal sand man than he already was because he, uh, loses the ability to retain his, like, 
human shape, so he's just sort of like a big sentient mass of sand. He is a sand ooze. Yeah. Um, You've been engulfed. Roll 1d8. Yeah. Um, Roll me a strength saving throw, (laughs) Spider-Man. Oh, jeez. However, um, recent, like, I think, like, 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 very recently, he regained his human form again. So, I guess he's, he's fine now. I guess he's fine. Um... He can make shirts again. He finally, he can wear his favorite green stripy shirt <laughs> that he loves. This, that's honestly, that's, that's one of my favorite Sandman things. There was like at least one point, like somewhat early on, where he had more of like a supervillain, like, costume. But I just like love the fact that for 99% of his existence, this man is just wearing a green striped shirt and pants. I mean, hey, just like, if it works. I mean, it it does. It, when you it could has... make anything out of sand, there's a certain level of choice paralysis, you know? Like, I sometimes mean, you just want to be told what to wear. And sometimes being told what to wear is just whatever you were wearing when you turned into sand. Yeah, and then you never have to think about it ever again. Every day, you can just wake up and manifest your favorite green stripy shirt. Now, that does bring up an interesting question. Does he have to sleep? He is just sand. He is sand. I I mean, probably no, right? I don't think he would have to sleep or eat. I feel like he does, just to feel normal about it. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, honestly, I would too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing, the thing is, I really like sleeping and also eating. Yeah. So if I was ever in a situation where I didn't need to do those things to live, I imagine I would still do them. I mean, I took a nap before recording. I get sleepy. I don't imagine that'll change if I didn't necessarily need sleep to survive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um god anyways that um that's all that's all that i had to say about this this sandman the other sandman <laughs> i also have nothing to say about this sandman except you know i support him i do support him you know i i hope i hope he i hope he gets gets on his feet his sandy sandy feet I also have not read any comics. I was going to read comics today, and then I ended up playing with my nephew, and then that knocked me out, and so I took a nap. And then it was time to record. You We're we're doing great in my house. I support you. The thing Um, about toddlers is they have so much energy. Could not be me. Um, I, um, I also have not, I did not get to read comics um it's it's been it's been a very hectic uh couple of of holiday weeks um i think i know the john and damien special comes out this month but Mm. i think it's later this month i don't think it's this week um 
Okay, yeah, it's not till the 25th. Unfortunately for me, who wants to see them, but uh, apparently a new the new uh, Dark Knights of Steel comes out uh, the day this episode releases, and um, Tom Taylor posted a panel uh, from it of um, Diana kissing... I don't know if it's Kara or if it's another... Oh, no, there's... Okay, it's it's a different... Um, it's a different Supergirl in Dark Knights of Steel. But they, they're, they're kissing. They're girls and they're kissing. Um, so Tom Taylor is just really out here. <laughs> being like, I will make every DC character as gay as I can. And, you know, good for him. Tom Taylor's like, I'm gonna keep going until they stop me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna... <laughs> People get me and Tom King confused all the time, and I'm going to use that to my advantage because they won't know which one of us to fire because they can't tell which of us is which. (laughs) And I'm just going to keep making characters kiss each other. Characters of the same gender kiss each other. And I absolutely support him in this. Thank you. Thank you again, Tom Taylor. Thank you, Mr. Taylor, for your hard work. Um, I think, um, I think that's, that's all that's, that's relevant yeah, right I'm just, now. I'm like, trying to think, I'm like, well, is there any comics news? I don't think so. I don't think so. I saw, um, I saw some people getting, um, heated about DC movies, but I don't think anything was actually announced. They're just getting heated about them. <laughs> Ah. As they as they do, people on the um, internet upset about things. <laughs> upset about comic book movies specifically could never be oh, preposterous. There was uh, they did release a picture of um, Valkyrie's new look in Thor: Love and Thunder, which is oh very good. Yeah, good. You know. That's like that's like in May, right? That's a good question. Thor, Thor four, Thor four, more Thor. What if they did wow. like the fan, uh, fan four, fan four stick, and it was just the four, <laughs> the four, <laughs> Love and Thunder. <laughs> um, Love and Thunder is a great subtitle. I will be calling it Thor four, more Thor, <laughs> forever. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember where. I saw the tweet that made that joke, but I think about it every single day of my life. Um, anyways. July. Gonna wrap it up here. July! No! I thought it was sooner! Apparently it's on my friend's birthday. Oh, well, congratulations to your friend. Yes. (laughs) Anyways, if, um, if you want to keep up with us on the internet... You can do that by following us on the internet. Uh, we have Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram. Twitter is the most active of those, um, but all of them are just at Capes and Japes on their respective platform. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have email questions or comments for us. We have a Discord server. Don't forget to join our Discord server and tell us your supervillain name. Um, 
we um also have a patreon if you uh want to support us on there we uh <laughs> recorded a um a fun little throwback for our december bonus episode so uh you should join our patreon and check it out um if you can't support us on patreon but you want to support the show nonetheless leaving a rating and or review is a great way to do that um we will thank you if you do um telling a friend about the show if you think they'd be interested and just just coming back and joining us as you have done once again so thank you for being here for this episode of capes and japes i have been olivia and i have been briar and as always kiss me sexy batman kiss me sexy batman Stop.